Hello, everyone, and welcome back. No, I'm just kidding. We're like, I don't do that episode one. We're episode seven. Seven now. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I can't even count that high. <laughs> I wish I was joking. Anyway, welcome back, everyone. We have finally made it to the. What is the post divine beast episode? Yeah, we're on our. Yeah. Oh, because he's got to Champions Ballad and then Hyrule Castle. We're on our third to last episode. Wow. Wow, we did it. It's, fine. it's it's almost over. Stop, I'm going to cry. <laughs> what, is that going to be I like mean, over 10 hours of us talking about Breath of the Wild? Probably more than like that, that now. Honestly, Wendy. Oh, this oh? is crazy. Honestly, Wendy, how can you cry? Have you even beat the game yet? Um. Anyway, uh, so today's yeah, episode. Exactly. <laughs> Before we get to today's episode, let me just do a little quick little shout out. I checked the anchor today, and we have reached 900 plays all time. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? Oh my gosh. Thanks y'all for listening. Ugh, we love y'all. Yes. This yes, shit makes do. me cry every day. Yeah, you're crying right now. Tears, salt, the salty tears are streaming down her cheeks. <laughs> she just can't bear it. Well, enough of the chit chat. Let's get right to the nitty gritty. Hold on, I have to organize myself because I, I typed my notes this time. Mm-hmm. Just because it's not ideal for me to keep writing them. Because mm. the one notebook I use is really poo poo. So like all the pa- all, like all the pages like rip out <laughs> every time I write in it. So like it's just there's like there's like maybe twenty pages left for me doing writing all the notes from the podcast. I just can't do this. This is not like this is not ideal. And, and what's gonna happen when I I will run out of pages? Also, for all the listeners, Dylan is here in spirit. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't. I forgot to mention that Dylan. Dylan is not here today, but um, no worries. He's uh he's left us some ghost words mm-hmm. to read on his behalf. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, you know, regardless of Dylan not being here, it wasn't going to be a long episode anyway. Yeah, this although, one's going to be not though, short but sweet. Yeah. Th- though though it's like extremely important as a like a location. And thematically and like in the narrative there's n- there's only so much you can do in the Korok forest and like mm-hmm. things involving the master sword mm-hmm. but um anyway let's get into it so let's just let's just talk real quick Korok forest and the master sword that like whole region rated on a scale one to ten starting with wendy um a ten first oh. of all the Korok's very cute i we know when i first started the game um, of course, what, you know, what just caught my attention to freaking Koroks. And when I found out there's a Korok forest, let me tell you, I, <laughs> I, I did not want to leave. Like I was there for a good minute, even after I completed um, some of the side quests and whatnot. <laughs> it's such a nice place. And like, you have a place to stay, which is really cute. Um, yes. And you have some resources there that you can obviously get. And Hestu's there, you know, if you need to upgrade your... All right, don't get too crazy. Oh, I asked oh, you to rate oh, it on a scale of one sorry. to ten. I got very excited. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> yes, a ten. If you, you know, if you want an answer, definitely answer. It's a ten. All right, and what about you? I would also say a ten. Um, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how in depth you want me to get, but um, a, little, a little sprinkle before we get into it. It seems to me, and this could just be 
due to like my lack of knowledge of Zelda games, like this game, like two seconds of Link's Awakening and like ten seconds of Ocarina of Time. <laughs> but um but I personally feel like Link is most at home in the Korok Forest. And I couldn't even tell you why. It just it feels really nice to play as Link in this area, interacting with oh. all the Koroks. And I don't know. It's a very wholesome place. I really like it. It's mm-hmm. like the second place. Yeah, this is the only other time in the game where you can go somewhere and be lauded and applauded and loved for your and praised for your actions and your role in the story. Right, where people actually mm-hmm. like know who you are. Acknowledge yeah. you, your feats and your role in this story. Mm-hmm. And, only, and the only other place to have it is Zora's Domain. That's only after you defeat the Divine Beast. Yeah, because half of them hate you until you Before, do. yeah. Until they finally come to their senses. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know... It's not too bad. They're not. They're not. You know. They're not too mean. There's in some ways they're they're they're. Uh, I don't. Know, I guess it's a mix of like anger and sadness. Their emotions are, you know, somewhat justified. I mean, it was mainly Muzu. Was that his name? Oh yeah. Who's well, it's it's mainly the older generation as a whole. Just the just mm-hmm. the elders. Anyway, Korok Forest. So <laughs> it's like right behind Hyrule Castle. So if you were to, if this is like your last stop, like, like maybe you're, this podcast has been your like, let's play guide and you've been going in the, ex- excuse me, the exact order, you just jump and like paraglide and <laughs> you're in the back of Hyrule Castle. It's really it's, tempting to, is it? I think because there's like the ring of water around it, right? Yeah, and then like, just, come on, just. There's just something way cooler about like going to the final place you need to go and like being in the front gates. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, that's just you can't pass up that moment. That's just, like that's just too good. Like, like I'm, I'm a huge sucker for that in gaming moments. Like, like in Final Fantasy VII, when like in the first mission, he's right outside the Mako reactor, mm-hmm. and Cloud looks up, and then it's like boom, like and it's the you know it's the iconic picture. Mm-hmm. Like that shit is so good when you're like right outside like the the dungeon or like place where you need to be in like there's the little pan the camera pan and it's just oh makes me makes me a wooga makes me go a little cuckoo crazy not gonna lie a little a little poo poo in the head you know mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway uh korok force is like extremely secluded so you would have to uh, you you did you guys find the Korok Forest when you were ready to get the Master Sword? Or, like, did you find it, stumble upon it before? Uh, Definitely before. Yeah. I was at Goron, the Goron um, mm-hmm. uh, city, right? Mm-hmm. And I forgot what I was doing, honestly. I Like I said, in this game, it's my first, uh, you know, run through. I just mm-hmm. wandered. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to keep walking. I don't know where I'm going, but it says this is a path, so I'm going to keep going, and I stumbled upon it. And I think that's when I I remember uh, you mentioned, oh, yeah, have you gotten the Master Sword? And I was like, huh? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let's go see. Let me find out. Um, and I just walked in, and I was like, wait, what the hell is this? Like, why? You know, a little music changed. And I'm like, oh. 
I I'm feeling something. Something is telling me I'm about to start. I'm approaching, <laughs> feeling something. Oh I'm approaching um a very uh seems a little magical. I don't know. I was like, <laughs> hold on. And then I got really excited when I heard the little jingles, and I was like, oh hell no! This is these are the Koroks I'm entering, and I'm entering the Korok forest. This has to be it. Um, you could sniff it out. You knew you were getting close. Hell yeah! And I was I got so excited. Um, so. That, that was my little uh, venture. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was trying to find Hestu because I had all these Korok seeds, and I'm like, where is all this these, guy? All, all these Korok seeds. How many did you have? 12? Well, I'm not going to know now, Luke, but I had enough to cash in, and I'm like, where is this man? I need to cash them in. I need my slots, and I couldn't, I couldn't find him anywhere, so I think I just went exploring, and then I saw this little circle of land and i was like "Ah, let me go see so yeah first things first let's say before as i dive into this it's the region is just extremely noticeable on the map Mm. sticks out like a sore thumb and then even that shrine and the typhlo ruins behind it those two things stick out like a sore thumb you're like (laughs) oh what is this Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it mimics it mimics hyrule castle in the sense that it's you know like a small little island or i guess this this is considered peninsula because it connects but like when you when you see something on a game map and you see something surrounded by a body of water you know you know for sure like some some shit is happening there mm-hmm. you know like shit's about to go down and you would have to go past the woodland tower and then you get into what is like the first part of the two parts that makes up the korok forest really which is the lost woods and this Lost Woods is fairly noticeably different from the rest of the game in that you have all your autonomy that you once had is just completely taken away and you can't you can't get to the end of the Lost Woods in any, you know, in whatever way that you could be creative and brainstorm. You'd like have to follow a certain way or you know the fog will like pull you out and i think it's really interesting that's the first thing i wanted to ask is like how do you guys feel about spending the whole game because you know i i find the master sword is usually something that's later in the game where you've at least you know if not come close to being that you have a large enough experience to kind of understand how the game is going to go mm-hmm. so how does it feel like having your sense of like exploration taken away and you can't really explore the lost woods. I don't think I saw it as a hindrance really. Like I remember trying to paraclide to like different areas of the Mm -hmm. forest um, to see if that would stop from teleporting me to the beginning. But obviously Mm -hmm. that didn't work, but I don't know. I didn't, I didn't mind it too much because there are other aspects. Um, of the game like later on i guess yeah. with like dlc stuff that like forces you to certain areas and stuff too so i didn't think it was too bad um i don't i was pretty neutral about it um again i i did try i guess mm, i guess not really neutral but uh i did try to like go different directions and see if there was a, like a secret path or something i don't know like it kept, you know, bringing you back to the start. And it's like, okay, so, no, I, I have to follow a certain direction and whatnot. 
um yeah which is uh again like something something new <laughs> you know i was just wandering around god knows where and i found the road <laughs> i found the road leading, leading me to the frog forest and now it's like no stick to this one path um or try to find a path you need to go to uh, you need to follow so yeah I guess not did, it, did it bother you um, really, oh it's my bad that's too oh, sorry were you talking to me or wendy i was talking to luke oh okay so it kind of did because i my first time playing this game i think i got stuck in the lost woods like no joke 30 times just because i started going and you know if you have the sheikah sensor on the shrine beeps mm-hmm. you get are getting kind of closer but then i'd get distracted and i want to go elsewhere and then i'd be like oh hey what's this and of course like the game would be like oh no if you wandered for too long oh i see this would be like my fifth time i i made it to the other side i could hear the jingles and i forget or something where i just i i had to i i forgot what i was doing but i ended up teleporting so i didn't even go into the place and get the shrine to teleport back and i had to redo it again i was like oh you're fucking kidding me and i and i didn't understand what the puzzle was in my first playthrough you know that's something i figured it out in this subsequent playthroughs i didn't actually get what i thought it was just kind of lucky but looking back on it now it's like it makes super sense and it's it's a very interesting puzzle but with how cool the lost woods are as a place and how the trees have like these very emotive and expressive faces on them i did want to like walk around and keep going because there's nothing to my knowledge at least and maybe a more informed uh, viewer can help us out but there's nothing to my knowledge at least that would explain why the trees look the way they do in the korok forest yeah i noticed that too um when i went back um, i mean sorry the lost woods yeah like i i went back and i also realized the rather expressive <laughs> faces on the trees um and i i don't know i don't know why at what point i was like you know what magnesia is actually really helpful um like you can find materials that are obviously are not visible um you know without using any of the runes um Mm -hmm. but once you you know activate it you can see where certain things are hidden around and um that's where i was like maybe if i because obviously you can go far enough where you don't get uh teleported back to the start so i immediately was like okay that means that there's something around here that you can't find um, and obviously there's like a little chest in one of the trees in one of the mouths of the trees. Um, and I found one. I was like, oh, so here you are. I see it. So I got, <laughs> I was able to get one of those. Um, I don't know if that's the only one or maybe I missed another one that maybe you guys know. I don't know. I guess it would be nice if after you make it to the Korok Forest that the Lost Woods kind of opens up. Like if the fog cleared. Right. Um, that would have been cool because even after you make it, like you can still, it doesn't, it still doesn't let you have free reign over mm-hmm. the area. Like even after you beat the game. So, um, I never looked at it the way that you were explaining it, Luke, like how, if you want to go and like peek or look around like you do in like literally every other area of the game, like it wouldn't let you, yeah. um, Yeah. I I never uh, looked at it that way, but I'm also someone who 
more often than not, like, kind of prefers, like, structure and <laughs> rules and stuff when it comes to how to complete certain aspects of games. So I think that's probably right. why it didn't bother me. <laughs> that's why I think you'll like Ocarina Time and Link's Awakening, because it's linear. Yeah. And you're a very linear person. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when we talked about our Great Plateau episode, you're like, the first time, I did not give a fuck. I was like, right, <laughs> shit. doing the it. shrines and I'm leaving following the rules i'm going straight to info i'm doing all this yada 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 playing by the book and and so i can see why the lost was with your you know with your style would be not as important to you but the reason it also sticks out it's, it's a lot different from all the other lost woods i mean it maintains the fact that you can get that you get lost and it sets you back Kind of like an ocarina of time you yeah because i just finished like that little area of ocarina oh, yeah. of time you have to take how you have to take the certain uh the routes uh, in the tree trunks yeah the certain, the certain path through the lost woods in ocarina time to get to certain areas mm-hmm. and same thing in the twilight princess um i mean link to the past is kind of just like an open place because you know it's not 3d i'm trying to think elsewhere too um, is this the only game where George mask has the lost woods the exact same way Wind Waker doesn't have a Lost Woods, really. But it's a from comparing, so let's say comparing Ocarina in Time and Twilight Princess, this Lost Woods is very different. It, it's very uninvolved, too. Like, usually there's a bigger... Like, the puzzle of the Lost Woods and Twilight Princess, you have to find the Skull Kid, and, you know, you have to, like, hit him, and then he'll finally reveal it to you. You know, the the Lost Woods for Ocarina is like a old video game cheat code. It's like, oh, left, right, up, 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 mm-hmm. right, 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 down, you know, blah, blah, blah. So but this, there's like, there's almost like, there's no puzzle and there's not much really to do in the Lost Woods themselves. Right. Like, is the Lost, is this the only game where like the Lost Woods is kind of optional? Yeah. Because you don't yeah. have to go there at all in the game if you don't want to you don't need actually need yeah you don't need the master sword to beat the game but you definitely need to at least in the ocarina from what i know because i have to go there so i guess that's a good that's a good point it does it does make a difference i don't know it'd be cool to understand why there's faces because have a have a secondary resource with us today for today's episode i have the creating a champion book Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna be mentioning some stuff from that, and uh, maybe I did no, I didn't. It's not that I didn't look good enough. There's they don't really mention the lost, the lost woods. Oh here, see the Croc Forest is located in the center of the Great Hyrule Forest, to the north of Hyrule Castle. The lost woods that surrounds it prevents all the all all but the chosen from finding their way home. Uh, when finding their way to the home of the Koroks. This allows the spirits of the forest to live in peace. Within the forest is the pedestal where the ma- where the damaged master sword is kept. So it's like, so it's something that only Link is supposed to have access to. Yeah, and like not even Link because it's not to prevent or just the hero in general. And not even the hero because it's it's at least as of this, and you know this is a secondary source. This isn't. You know, this isn't as canon as a text in game, but it says that it it's, it helps the Koroks, the spirits, to 
to be safe from outer mm-hmm. outer experiences and the hero is absolved of that because you know the hero is an ally to them but it's not necessarily you know it's not necessarily for the hero it's more for the inhabitants so that's in- that's an interesting take on it um yeah no explanation to my knowledge of the faces but you know what's one thing that is cool so when you walk into the lost woods so what's going to happen is your first time you're going to walk in the camera's going to pan in and zoom in on the master sword now repaired like the formerly damaged master sword sitting in the pedestal and if you go straight to touch it link gets like a quick uh, flashback of like a bunch of memories mm-hmm. and then maybe it shocks him like not like electricity like maybe it's a it's like a jolting experience in that he physically and visually like has like a like flinches from the the memory vision which is interesting and then it wakes mm-hmm. at the deku tree and then you get some dialogue but before that in the in the creating a champion there's something absolutely crazy so you know how there's the rock formation uh the master sword mm-hmm like those, like those rock, the three rocks on the triangle, and then those are rocks around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hold on, sorry, I was drinking water. Let me find the picture because I just have to double check. I don't know if this was in the final game or just in the little picture in creating a champion. There's. In, Hold on. Come on, let me see. Korok, Forest, Breath of the Wild. There's this picture of they have the three rocks which symbolize Nehru. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Nehru. <laughs> Nehru, Din, and Ferore, you know, the three the three golden goddesses. Mm-hmm. Understandably. And then they have these other rocks in the concept picture. Which is supposed to represent the the main races of Hyrule. And it's a really, really interesting little take because they have Hylian, Zora, Gerudo, Goron, Kokiri, and the Sheikah as the races mentioned. So the Rito aren't mentioned. Kokiri, not not Koroks, Kokiri, you know, from Ocarina Time, mm-hmm. the little people. So all these other pedestal concepts are very very interesting to see what is supposed to be the main the main group of high you know or the main focus of the races of hyrule as well as um sort of who the important races are i guess as of the time of the deku trees being planted there and the sword and the sword being put there because you know the sword's not always the sword hasn't always been there mm-hmm. i mean it's been there for at least the ten thousand years but um oh here here's a developer note and it's talking about the cherry blossoms i wanted to put a cherry blossom tree somewhere in the higher rule of this game i think giving the great deck a tree a slightly japanese aesthetic allows the player to imagine a different view of the world the master sword has averted many calamities alongside the hero the pedestal that restores the sword from the damage it incurs in those battles is located in the Korok Forest, which brims with the energy of the land, perhaps by the design of the goddess. Beside the pedestal, a single young cherry tree grew. The young tree bathed in the 
bathed in energy flowing through the land, and after an eternity had passed, became the guardian of the blade. How many sacred maidens and heroes opposing countless calamities has this ancient tree witnessed? This backstory gave birth to the great Deku tree's design. This old tree has lived for countless generations and is the largest great Deku tree of the series. So that idea creates a really interesting history for the Deku tree in that this is not the Deku tree. You know, there's 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 been more than one Deku tree. There can the Deku tree is in one entity. It's more you know, it's similar to like Link being the hero. It's like a certain level that each of these trees reach. Mm-hmm. And then they they reach that sort in like pseudo god spirit status, and then they take care of the, the master sword and the Korok force, and that's a really interesting history for the Great Deku Tree in this game. How, and it also intertwines him more with the master sword than other Deku trees. And sort of the the fate of Hyrule. No, nothing. You guys aren't blown away by that. Just silence. I'm processing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I'll keep going while they think about that. The Deku Tree talks to you, and then he says a few things, some little funny jabs. He's like, you finally decided to come back. You know, even my patient has limits. And then notices that you don't seem to to remember the Deku Tree. And while he's talking, all these Koroks just start, like, popping out and looking. And I really like the take that... Or he says, uh, I've watched over Hyrule since time immemorial. Mm. Which means, of this little history, like, the sword being placed, and then there's a cherry tree that ends up growing to be the Deku tree. That So the Master Sword placement almost pre- precedes the Great Deku tree, right? Mm-hmm. And then because of that, that means Hyrule, where it exists, is not the Hyrule that Hyrule exists now in the game is not the Hyrule where it was. So that means prior to that, prior to to the sword being placed in the pedestal in the forest at least 10,000 years ago. If if you know watching over Hyrule since time immemorial, that is that is the Deku Tree's this Deku Tree's time limit. The de- this Deku Tree, you know, has a knowledge of history past, but that is that specific Deku Tree certain you know only experiences so before that the sword i mean you could reasonably argue must have been placed in the temple of time on the great plateau which is what uh, king brome says is the birth of hyrule so that must have been the old um the old hyrule the old kingdom of hyrule which even which even centers which the placement for this for this Hyrule being here makes things a lot more interesting. Because mm. Hyrule is even further away from certain groups. It's closer to Gerudo, you know, Nekluda, Zora's Domain. But it's much further from Hebra, Nikala, and Elden. So it's a very interesting thing to think about. Yeah, like why the... Like what happened? Yeah, what happened to cause all of these races to spread out? Right, and and why did that hero, at least before ten thousand years ago, before that Deku tree? So at least ten, at least ten thousand years. You know, could be so much more. What changed? Like, did did Hyrule fall to an extent that 
was that the first calamity that no because the, the first calamity was like ten thousand years ago so what <laughs> happened where that hyrule something must have happened to the where the they had to move it from that from the temple of time so that's so that's very interesting so after saying that he tells you that the sword stands as a test to anyone who would dare pos- dare attempt to possess it and though link is the hero to us uh Dekutri warns that as you are now in your post shrine of resurrection injured wounded you know you're a flawed you're a broken hero to an extent state that i i don't know if you're worthy or not to take it out so you need to be careful because if you try to pull the sword and you are not strong enough you will die so the stakes are higher than ever this isn't the link from 100 years ago who also according to creating a champion was like 12 or 13 when you went into the the lost woods and pulled out the master sword this is mm. a this is a link that you know regardless of how many uh divine beasts you freed how many koroks you've gotten how many how many um side quests you've done how many how many people you've helped you're still not necessarily worthy but the shrines however that's your ticket to getting the master sword because you need at least 13 hearts is there a reason why it's 13 so not to the original game where I think you needed um, 12. Is it 12? Yeah, I think you needed uh, 12 hearts in the original Legend of Zelda to get the magic sword. Oh, okay. And the magic sword is different than... Um, than the master sword? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's two separate things. But it's a nice, it's a nice nod. Uh, it's a nice... It's a nice reference to the original game, which, you know, Breath of the Wild is uh, trying to, you know, it's almost like reinventing the original game in terms of like it's the focus on exploration. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, you can't, you can't cheat around it too. You don't, you can't get temporary hearts. You need 13 full heart containers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because while the temporary hearts buffer your health and helps you in the game, the master sword does not judge you on. Uh, oh, the, the the sword even or not the sword. The decatur even says the sword cares not for your physical might. It is moved by what lies within. By Link. It's not Link failing and having it to be put in the shrine of resurrection that makes him less of a hero. It's, it's not the the fact that he failed. It's that he died. You know, he's died and he's it's the shrine of resurrection. He's be, he's being brought back to life, so. His spirit, his essence, you know, his personhood, his identity is completely warped. So there's no way that the decatry can, you know, you know, in some ways, this is not the same link that came that was here a hundred years ago. So it's does like, that mean that the um the orbs that you get from shrines are supposed to be restoring some of that soul and essence back into Link? Well, some people think it's um restorative right but those shrines from 10,000 euro were just meant to help the hero beat ganon mm-hmm. so it's, it's not even meant to restore link because you know 13 hearts what is a uh, 13 times 4 is 52 52 there's 120 shrines in this game if there is if it was meant to restore you there would just be 52 shrines in this game you know mm-hmm it's it's meant to make you as much of a hero as you can possibly be which 
is then proven later on. You know, we have the trial of the sword to talk about. So it's interesting to see that that link is being tested again. That this is, in some ways, this is not, though this is Link in the presence, but in terms of his emotions and identity, this is also not the same Link. Mm. And so let's say we are, you know, in this scenario, we are strong enough. And so what happens is, while the Deku Tree warns... Oh, just a quick little not fun thing to mention. While the Deku Tree warns you what will happen, you get a nice little visual with some Koroks who reenact uh, a failed attempt of uh, withdrawing the the Master Sword from its pedestal in (laughs) which it fakes its death. (laughs) And it adds a really nice... It it makes the, the tone a lot lighter, but it's still very... It's still nonetheless... Um very severe like the, the gravity of the situation is can almost not be measured like this is maker i mean as a player it's a, you know the game it's a game mm-hmm. so you know you fail you just hit continue you play again like you know in the story like this is this is your make or break so link link is able to withdraw the sword and you see the cutscene where it zooms in on him and it's very difficult to pull the sword out even for the first time even if you have more than 13 hearts it'll always drain you to your quarter of a heart it is still very difficult for the first time again for Link to pull out the sword. It is a very uh, spiritually grueling task, and it really wears him out. But then he does it, and you hear the glorious, you know, little master sword theme, and he lifts the sword up, and then you get a, a memory, and it's not one of the memories you need in the game from Impa to complete, but you still get a memory. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Do you remember the memory of Zelda? In yeah, the, um, in the bringing Deku the tree? sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember that, Ange? Yes. That's not Link's memory. Link was in the Shrine of Resurrection. Do you know whose memory that was? Uh, who? Think about it. All the memories, all the memories you get in the game, you know, mm-hmm. from the side quests from Impa's Impa telling you, Impa telling you, oh, you've been to these places with Zelda before, and Link is in those memories. Link is not in this cutscene. This has to be the Master Sword's memory. Ah, okay. Yeah, a little bit of thinking, a little cool. Shoot. And if you play Scarlet Sword, you know the spirit entity that rests within the Master Sword is known as Fi or Fi. I call her Fi. And so this F E I, F I, F I. Okay. So this this has to be Fi's memory. This has to be the Master Sword's memory that Link gets with, in which. Zelda is completely her clothes are tattered. She's awakened. Link has been put to the Shrine of Resurrection, and she tells the Master Sword that your master will come back for you. Um, you know, he'll be he'll have to sleep in the Shrine of Resurrection for a long time, but and he and he will surely lose all his memories, but she is so certain that he will come back for you and that uh you must wait. And then and then she goes, she she places the sword in the pedestal. And then the Deku tree asks her, like, what is her next move? And she's like, the sword spoke to me. So she can speak to Fi, which is interesting because at the end of the Skyward Sword, you know, Fi is supposed to sleep forever. But, you know, even forever has a limit. And and she said that the, swords, the sword spoke to me and it, and it helped give her some instruction on what to do next. And the last thing she asks is for the Deku tree to, to relay something to Link. And then she goes, tell Link I, and then, you know, a little like, oh, are you gonna say Zelda? I <laughs> told you what you what? And then the decatry cuts her off and says, you know, wouldn't these words be better like left to to be heard in the tones 
wouldn't these words to link uh, better be left to be heard in the tones of your voice? Mm. And then she goes off, and then Link comes back from his memory. And then that's that's really it for the Korok Forest in terms of like the main story. That's it. You have the Master Sword, 30 base damage. Um, it breaks, it runs at energy, then it restores itself after like, what, 10 minutes or so. It's pretty good. All right. Side quest time, baby. Oh yeah. Or should we or should we say Dylan's Dylan's sentiment first? Oh god, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Hold on, let me drink some water. This is a lot. Oh, hold on. <clears throat> oh god. Let's hear what Dylan has to say. This is like me pulling the master sword. Like this is <laughs> this is a lot. This is my task. Hey guys, it's Dylan. You can't hear me right now because I've inhabited Luke's soul, so you're hearing them. Anyways, the Korok Forest is probably my favorite area of Breath of the Wild for a few reasons. Firstly, this area is weirdly enough the only one that feels truly wild to me, with the exception of Faeron in the south, but the Korok Forest is special in that, like in Ocarina, it is designed as a space apart from civilization, whereas Faeron shows clear signs of having an ancient past predominated by human civilization. I thought the Korok Forest in this game was strange in this regard because I didn't even notice how truly inhabited the rest of the world was before I got here and how much history was left in the wake of the calamity. Entering the Korok Forest changes the way you view the world and a lot of other aspects too. It is not a traditional settlement. There's no Divine Beast dungeon, no little lead-up quest to a final showdown with a blight. You enter and from the moment you get there, the focus is on you, your journey, your skills, your strength. The forest makes you conscious of the fact that your own strength and skill and training which, have we, which, as we've said in this game, literally means the skill of the player, because there's no arbitrary leveling system to save you if you're just bad at the game. And this means that perhaps for the first time you realize this game is about is this game is as much about Link as it is about fate, destiny, freedom, etc. The forest is the forest is really where I started to give a shit about Breath of the Wild beyond the gameplay, because this is where it treats you like an equal. It offers you the master sword and simply says you must be stronger. Takes on that. Interesting. Mm, yeah, so <laughs> insightful. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Listen, stop. I'm getting worried. Uh, um, again, I haven't played Ocarina of Time, um, mm-hmm. which is something that I think we've discussed before, where um, Breath of the Wild definitely makes small um, uh, remarks on previous games and throws mm-hmm. in little, you know, you know, um like a little head nod when you see someone walking yeah, down the yeah, street yeah. little almost. easter eggs yeah 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 um but the forest itself is um like you said very different to <laughs> to Farron, um where i i myself when uh dylan mentioned that i went back into the game and kind of went to look around and i was like wait a second uh, shoot like i didn't i didn't pay attention i was like yeah you know what these ruins okay great on to the next um but looking at the Korok Forest and kind of how it's not been touched and the only ones that really have access to it is Link and can really talk to the Deku Tree and get, you know, retrieve the Master Sword because, you know, it's his sword. Um, yeah, it is interesting. Hold on real quick that you say he can, he's the only one that really talks to the Deku Tree. The Deku Tree wakes up when Link mm-hmm. touches the sword. So I don't know if maybe the Deku Tree was asleep for 100 years or you know at least asleep for that or time, just but... dormant 
waiting. Yeah. Well, no, maybe he talks to the Koroks, talks to Hestu, like, oh, Hestu, you silly goose. Because Hestu calls <laughs> the, the great De- the great Decatree in Hestu's eyes as grandfather. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's like, grandfather oh, this, gra- grandfather that. So he's like, oh, Hestu, why'd you lose your maracas again? Yeah, stop losing your maracas everywhere, please. I mean, but he's definitely been... He's definitely been, um, yeah, dormant for some time. So that's another thing to add into that. Also, in this, in this, in the champions, uh, creating a champion book, show mm-hmm. some, some uh, concept art for the Great Deku Tree. And they have like these, these three concept arts where like it literally looks like handsome Squidward, but no. handsome Deku Tree. Oh, I need to see this. <laughs> like he has such a robust chin, like such a strong nose. I really love this look of the Deku Tree's face. The Deku Tree in Ocarina of Time is crazy. <laughs> like or dislike? Like good crazy or bad crazy? I think just distinct crazy. <laughs> That's what the, the other ones look very much like the Ocarina one. Mm-hmm. But I like, I like this Deku Tree. It feels more like a tree than it does like a deity spirit. Like I like that it's a little bit, only a little bit humanoid, you know. Not, <laughs> its features are still very much like tree, like still very much branches like bark of the tree than it is like oh my god that's a tree with the face. Right. Yeah. I remember when I was climbing. Well, well, you know, we'll get to it once with the other um side quest. But yeah, start your side quest. Okay, we'll leave the so... trial of the master sword second to last. Yeah, no, so uh, just going... Oh, wait, hold on, this is toxic of me, Wendy. I just remembered what I was going to say about Dylan's uh, thing. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's I think it's funny how he said, like, the Korok forest is sort of devoid of civilization. But when you get there, the Koroks are literally trying so hard to make you feel like the rest of civilization. <laughs> like, there's the one Korok that's been waiting 100, 100 years for you. He made a bed for you that you can sleep in yeah. for free. There's the other card that said, like, I just went out and found some things that I could sell to you that it would help you on your journey. Not that the cork understands, like, why he needs to sell mm-hmm. stuff to Link, but knows that that's a helpful thing in this world and mimics it. Mm-hmm. And so there's the two little Korok shops where they have, like, supplies. The one has the food and then the little den. It's very cute. It's very funny. How, even though to Dylan... You know, this place is devoid of civilization to an extent, but they're still trying so hard to mimic that. Yeah, like, they're just, they want to make sure that Link is comfortable. with Exactly. Yeah. And again, I find very cute, very adorable. <laughs> um, but jumping into, like, you know, the Quarks being adorable and cute, um, <laughs> they're very curious about, you know, what's around Hyrule. Mm-hmm. And uh, where do we get that? The riddles of Hyrule. Oh um, snap! And this quest. Where uh, is this quest? This where you, quest is at where the do you go top to find of this quest? Deku tree, and this is the where top I was like, of the Deku tree. Yeah, the the, the top. You gotta climb the Deku tree. Whoa! I just <laughs> want to say this is one of my favorite quests in like the whole game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoyed this one too. Um, except for this the just one riddle that I was like, oh my god, I'd really have to go out there. Where when you had to fight a Lionel? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my god, I can't. And you can't, and you can't use an ancient arrow because you need the you need the hoof. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I remember I was like, okay, if I climb the Deku tree, like it, like uh, would there be like a little cutscene where he's like, uh, you're you're like you know climbing over my mouth or something? 
but no like just climb the baku tree i don't know is that just me was that just me like i thought you know he would say something like like, oh that's cool yeah i don't know i was just i don't know what i was expecting but i was expecting i was expecting a korok seed to be at the top (laughs) but i wasn't expecting a cutscene though yeah i don't i don't know what i was i was like oh my god maybe um there'll be like a little reaction of me like just climbing over his like mouth or his eyes mm-hmm. um <laughs> but you know whatever walton is up there chilling you know he's like all right like you know the riddles of Hyrule, and i want these i like things. to think that the koroks name themselves too or that or like how cute would it be if they you know they like pop into existence you know one day they have and some pretty the cute names tree. The Deku Tree has to line them all up, and either he names them themselves or they name themselves. <laughs> that's that's cute. That would be cute. Um, but back to the side quest. Hello. Um, that's so so... Weird, but like he has such a funny name for like a little, <laughs> little like, wooden, little wooden leaf spirit. <laughs> like that's that's so weird. He would like uh, what? Like what? They don't. There's just no way that from the sounds they make that Walton could possibly be a normal name for your Koroks. <laughs> you cannot convince me. That is that is not real. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm done interrupting. No, no, no. It's fine. Just Walton. Just anyway. Um, yeah, so you know, he gives you five riddles. Uh the first one, uh he he asks, uh, no, he tells you, small, red, round, and sweet. Bring me one of this simple treat. And uh, you know, I'm sure everyone had this in their inventory. It's an apple. A donut. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Uh, and you know, you just throw it in, he gets really happy, right? And he's like, All right, let me give you the second one. Uh Kakariko Village's specialty fruit. It's rock hard flesh is quite resolute. So you're kinda like, hmm. Carrots. Someone someone here is it carrots? <laughs> Mm, no, it's a fortified pumpkin. Oh, pumpkin! Oh, gosh, you know, uh, I forgot the man's name, but he gets very stingy if you um <laughs> try to pick one without him there. But you know, all right, Walton gets very happy, does his little spin and a hop, and tells you the third riddle: uh, this sultry shroom will warm your bones and makes it home in warmer zones. Is it the chill shroom? <laughs> no, it's the sun oh. shroom. <laughs> Kidding. I know. I know. But, you know, again, very excited. And he's like, all right, I know you're not going to get this one. Gives you the fourth riddle. Its scales and tail will zap you, no doubt. This shocking swimmer is called a fish. <laughs> you know, you're like, all right. All right. Is it, a, is it an electric lizalfos? <sighs> again, not close. Uh, it's a vault oh, trout. It's a not the vault trout. Mm-hmm. So you know, again, Walton does his little spin and a hop, and is like, "All right, fifth one." And Link, prove me, prove me you're actually the hero. If stepped on by this, you will go poof. It starts with an H, and ends with the with the noof. <laughs> um. And so, is it a? Is it a uh, bokoblin guts? Gosh, again! Oh, I don't think you're the hero. Are you, are you, oh. I don't think you're the hero. It's a Lionel hoof. Um, this is where. Okay, I had to okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. What'd you say? It's a Lionel hoof. Say oof. Oof, oof, 
Oof, oof and hoof oof. don't rhyme. God, oof, fine, fine. You know what? <laughs> say it. Say it. A line on. Oof, oof. No. What? Oof, like, oof. <laughs> poof, oof, hoof. Not oof. hoof. Not hoof. Oof. A hoof. It's a line of hoof. All right, that's my that's my um, one thing. Anyway. So yeah, that's literally everything. And you know, he just says, All right, congratulations. Um, now here here's a little something. Um, gives you a gun. Yeah, gives you a gun and you just run away <laughs> and defeat it. That's the end. That's all that's <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um yeah, this one was really cute. Um, but it's like damn, you want all this and and for what? So that was one. Wow, very nice, very nice. Who next? Uh, who next? I will go. <laughs> um, which one do I want to do first? Oh. Um, I'll go with the trial of Second Sight. So let's talk about the Korok trials real quick. There's an mm-hmm. elder Korok named Chio. You know the one with the mushroom, and the mushroom sprouted, and he knew you were coming because if the mushroom sprouted, something weird was gonna happen. Knew something was gonna happen, you know. Very much mocking the like superstitious grandma or like elderly figure. It's kind of stereotype role. And then he, he tells you that you have no, you know, there are Korok trials to do, and the Korok trials are really nice uh, mechanically because there's one free shrine in the Korok forest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's the one motif that we've been saying time and time again. The, the monks the monks working under the the site of the goddess Hylia 10,000 years ago want the hero to be someone who is well-rounded and well-educated. Mm-hmm. So they have a shrine in the Korok Forest. They want the hero to be familiar with all the different races and inhabitants of Hyrule. But there's other there's three other ones because the monks also know that you need four spear orbs to add one measure one complete measurement of reinforcing your spirit and so it's nice in the game because let's say you have 12 hearts or you know you're like maybe a few hearts you're a few hearts away from the master sword just in the korok forest you get one free one free heart alone from the four different shrines uh three from the korok trials and one from the free shrine Mm -hmm. so it's a really nice uh um like mechanical like gameplay uh mechanic yeah so for the trial of second sight if you leave the little korok forest area and go walking a little bit you're gonna meet chio yeah follow the light beans Mm -hmm. and you'll meet chio who's a korok who will tell you um a little bit about the trials as well um and then you leave go into is it like call like the great hyrule forest is that yeah. like what there is called okay mm-hmm. um and you meet a korg named zuki who i love i love that name zuki and he's like chilling on top of like a little rock and i love his what he says he says a highland seeks to attempt the korok trials is that even allowed who cares <laughs> caution to the wind baby <laughs> um so Zuki says all you need to do is to try not and get lost in the mist that's in front of you. Um, which 
if you obviously if you got to the Korok Forest, you know it could be a little bit difficult. Um, mm. But if you take out Magnesis, all you have to do is follow along the path of the trees that have that have the iron boulders inside of them, because the the trees in the forest have like these holes and the iron balls are in there. Um, yes. So you'll eventually make your way to a clearing that's like surrounded by trees. In the middle of the clearing, there's a rusty shield on top of this mound of earth. And there's also one tree with a set of lit torches. Uh, so you defeat some enemies and use Magnesis on the shield to put it into the opening of the tree with the torches. And once you do that, uh, a tree behind this one will drop a little metal chest, like a vending machine, basically. I don't know how they managed to get this done. Um, so you're going to magnesis the chest onto the little raft that's next to you, because there's this body of water. And then, same with the shield, you put the chest into this little hole in the tree. And from there, a shrine will appear, and... You go in, get your giant ancient core, and you're good to go. Wow! <laughs> That's probably, I think, tied for the easiest of the Korok trials. I mean, there's. I think it's not even like tied. There's just one clear difficult one. Let me talk about what the one Dylan's supposed to talk about real quick. The the test of wood. Mm-hmm. I forget this Korok's name because I'm just seeing it now, so I forgot to take a note on it. But I believe it's the the one on the east side of the Korok Forest. Mm-hmm. All those like uh, they always remind me of, like a uh, snap peas or like green bean lights. Yeah. <laughs> and you have the test of wood, and basically what the test of wood is, this little Korok tells you you have to make it to the end of this, uh, you know, combat trial puzzle thing, and you can only you can only use the weapons here, which is all the Korok weapons, so sword, shield, bow. You can't unequip, and if you do, you have to start over, and the weapons can't break. So you're like, damn, the fuck? Like, I know I know how how much a pain in the ass durability is in this game. The first time I did it, you know, I'm using Urbosa's Fury, I'm using Daruk's Protection. I'm, like, trying to, you know, get all my shots right, use Bomb Arrows so that they do more damage. And then my second playthrough... Uh, you know, a little more fighting, you know, use it, but also kind of just running past all the enemies, you know, if you put on Majora's Mask. Third playthrough, you know what I did? What? I shot the ground with my Korok bow, the fire arrow, and I just glided to the end. Mm. <laughs> Big brain. It's the easiest way. And that's really it. That's the... It's a test of wood. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's as much as I could tell you. Yeah, I cannot, I cannot give you a combat technique because it is not worth fighting. Yeah, the core uh, trials are just very. Just use your bombs nice. for the most part in the beginning, uh, and then use the fire to glide to the end. You'll see the shrine and you'll know you're close because your Sheikah sensor, mm-hmm. and then there's probably going to be some gift inside, and that's really it. And then the last one. <gasps> the last one. Oh I'm my glad, goodness. I'm, you know, I'm gonna mute myself because I'm glad you're talking about it. <laughs> Why? Wait, what? Okay, I don't even know what that means. But anyway, well, you, mm-hmm. 
What? Okay. <laughs> I'll mute myself too. Go ahead, Wendy. Oh goodness, I cannot. This anyway, is your time to shine. Show us your this personality. Is the- <laughs> this is the last pilgrimage. Um, you speak to Tasho, and he'll let you know that you know a little. Who's Tasho? Tasho. He's one of the Koroks that's chilling. Um, forgot where. Shoot. Anyway, so <clears throat> he tells you, hey, uh, you know, Okai here, he uh, he thinks he's bold. He thinks he's brave. Um, he can just go through the, uh, the forest alone. Um, but he tells you to go follow him uh, just to make sure that, you know, little buddy here is okay. Um, and at the end, there's an um, there's a little surprise. There's a there's a shrine. And so, you know, your your journey begins and um you just have to follow him. The thing, the twist here is that, oh, gosh, this little Korok man, he would turn around and um, make sure that no one's, nothing is around him, right? Because he's scared. <laughs> he hates to admit it, but he's scared. So um, you follow him through, um, just making sure you keep a, a, a distance from him so he doesn't see you or anything. Um, he gets very alarmed with little noises. Um, and the few times I did this, um, I thought maybe just walking, whatever, following him, nothing wrong, nothing bad, right? No, there'd be little like twists and turns where he would just turn around like, oh my God, who's there? Like, you know, little scream or whatever he does. And he gets mad. He's like, okay, why are you following me? Like, who sent you? Um, and I talked to Luke about this. I was like, okay, I, I'm like, this is going to be a piece of cake. This is going to be simple. We're going to get through this. It's easy. And Luke was like, uh, no, think again, think again, because this, <laughs> this specific uh, shrine quest was not easy. And I was like, no, like, you're just, you're just all talk. This is fine. No, he was not all talk. He was, it was very, 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 very true. <laughs> um, it, it took me, it took me a minute. I was like, geez, this little, this little wood, I cannot stand it. This is, very up, there, this is up there with the flower lady for things that uh, are worse than the calamity. Yeah, no. And so um, I was like, Luke, I cannot do this. I'm literally going to like follow him butt naked because I can't have anything jingle around me or anything because he's going to hear me. And he was like, no, just take your time. They're like, trust me. I was like, okay, fine. Um, And so <laughs> wait, there's wait, this wait, wait, you were, I know I said I was going to mute myself, but um, you were <laughs> naked? You didn't wear the, the Sheikah armor? It gives you stealth increase? Hear me out. Hold on. Oh I my did god. That after. I did that oh after. my god. Okay, I didn't have it. <laughs> I didn't, didn't have, have it. the. Oh my god. So when I did this first, I'm telling. I'm telling you. Hear me out first. And so, um, I didn't have the money or whatever. I was kind of broke. Um, and that's when I was like, let me go back. Let me try to see what like you know my options are. Um, and I went to retrieve the the full set, and that really helped me. Um, but that hollow log, man, that's where um, little Okai here uh, tends to slow his pace. And that's the one where I would constantly trip up on. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, he's going to turn around here. So I need to time it right or just stand behind. Um, you also don't want to stay behind too long because you'll lose him in the tall grass. Um, so whatever. You follow him and then um, he leads you to the shrine. Um, and you just walk up to him right after, and he's, like, really excited because he finally found the shrine, um, and you're able to unlock it, and that's really it. (laughs) 
but this shrine quest was really upsetting um the first <laughs> the first time the first few times actually um but after just knowing that you know this damn you know outfit the chic outfit like really helps um it yeah i was able to manage through but the first few times i was like gosh this little piece of shit i can't stand it um and it reminded me of um what's his name makar from windmaker uh when he kept getting lost <laughs> and i think i made a comment about that when i was playing i was like wait it reminds me of that little thing kept getting lost after you um found him and i felt like that's kind of how he was so yeah <laughs> that's my experience and part of the quest thank you wendy for show tell <laughs> oh gosh see this is exactly <laughs> to emphasize this little court uh you know mm. trial like I don't know about y'all, but shoot, I honestly thought I had it that first time I did it, and Luke was like, listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> this is the one thing that still pisses me off today. I remember when I was doing it, the funniest thing ever, when the wolf jumped out, mm -hmm. it was like my third time doing it, and he got scared. I like, I had never had such best good reaction time in my life, where I had, where I pulled out the bow and just killed it instantly. And he was like, huh? And then just kept walking. And I was like, we are not doing this again. We are not doing this again. So once you finish the Korok Trials, uh, what do you get? Do you even get anything? Maybe you get love. And that's really... Um, that, that's yeah, all you that's need. Kind of really, yeah, that's all you need from the Koroks. I like the Koroks as forest spirits. They're, I know they originated Wind Waker. They were going to have an original design for Breath of the Wild, but... Um, you know, according to the creating a champion, but they kept the, they kept the look they had. Also, uh, but when I was looking at the map, um, Mekar Island is that supposed to be a little reference to Mekar from? Bingo! Like, no? Look at you! Okay. Look at you, big brain! Nice. When I saw it, I was um, like, "Yo, fucking Mekar getting lost." Makes sense. They they're very reminiscent of the Kodama from Breath of the Wild. I don't think it needs to be said unless you, unless you unless you don't know what a uh, Princess Mononoke is. Mm -hmm. they remind me of those the little little naked little uh, humanoid spirit thingies that always jingle forest spirits super reminiscent mm -hmm. I always it's forest forest like forest like religion or not even religion what would you call this uh, is this cosmology what I don't know because they like the deck of spirit is a deity the deck of tree is like a deity and the Korok Koroks are I mean, though they're physical, they're the spirits. Mm -hmm. Like they're they're living in death cycles, vastly different than ours or anything, any of the other races in Hyrule. Anyway, love them to death. Do we have any more? I uh, have two quest? like quick ones. I'll just run through. Yes. Um. So there's a freezing rod, which. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So there's a Korok named Kula in the Korok forest who just simply asks to see a rod with the power of ice because he just really wants to see one um you can get these just by fighting ice wizard robes right yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> um so you could literally just go to any of those locations and come back um i personally had a blizzard rod and it worked oh, um uh, but an ice rod is also good. So when you bring it back to Kula, uh, you have to equip it 
and then you're gonna like <laughs> do like these dumb little tricks with it. It's not even tricks. You're just like moving your wrist back and forth, and he's like you're, just so show, you're showing you're showing him the whole the whole rod, the whole weapon, like mm-hmm. all sides of it. Right. He gets all excited and the, the scream he makes. It reminds you of the minions for me. It just cracks <laughs> yeah, yeah, me yeah. up. Um. And it'll give you a silver rupee if it's an ice rod, or a golden rupee if it's a blizzard rod. So if you can get your hands on a blizzard rod, then by all means. Um, mm-hmm. It's very cute and wholesome. And the last one is a legendary rabbit, which um, you speak to a Korok named Peaks, and he says he wants to see a glowing rabbit known as Bloopy. Uh, <laughs> Bloopies are only seen at night, and I've almost always seen them in Kakariga Village on the path towards the Great Fairy Fountain. I feel like every mm-hmm. time I go there at night, I see Bloopy. Yeah. Um, and it's there's quite... more than one Bloopy. Yeah, there's so multiple you know. of them. Um, so the chances of you seeing Bloopy before doing this quest is pretty high, I think. Uh, they also be seen in the Bubinga Forest. Bubinga. Uh, <laughs> and on Satori Mountain with the, the Lord of the Mountain. Another... Yes. Another forest spirit in its own regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you just need to go to one of these areas at night, uh, and you're bound to run into Bloopy. Make sure you get a little picture, bring it back to Peaks, and he'll give you a silver rupee. And yeah. You know what's funny? After you finish the the quest with Kula, mm-hmm. he asked to see the Master Sword. Oh yeah. And, and then he does it like repeatedly. Like you can, like, like he'll ask to see it like over. Like you can do that as many times as you want. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's it. We're we're done. Yeah. Psych. There's a DLC. <laughs> the Trial of the Sword. If you're not familiar with the Trial of the Sword, it was the first installment of DLC with Breath of the Wild. Um, it was sold individually for like maybe around ten-ish bucks, uh, but now it comes in the package with the Champion's Ballot for twenty dollars. Which, as far as DLCs are in a in today's in you know in the time today, we're triple or like. Triple A games DLCs are like almost cost the same price as the game. It's a pretty sweet deal. Basically, what happens is once you download it, or if you already have it, once you um, get the Master Sword, you will hear a, a, a voice call out to you. But it's not Zelda's voice like you usually have in the different games. In fact, it's um the this the shroud the sign or. The sound that the monks make when it's a, their dialogue, and that there's you know you can there's something for you back in the Korok forest, and you are now able to do the cor- the the trial of the sword, which will which you can potentially further increase your your spirit and level as a hero and get closer to unlocking the true splendor of the master sword. Uh, there's three there's three trials um it's like a level based almost like dungeon crawler mini game in breath of the wild uh you have the first trials the middle trials and the final trials i like to refer to them as like the power trials because you know three the triforce the first one is all about power because you're not giving clothes and it's really just about fighting your way through to the very end there's 12 floors with one resting floor and on master mode, master mode, floor ten is the most difficult, the most brutal, stress-inducing, 
Oh, it is absolutely awful. I streamed it yes, um, you did. Yeah, a week you did. ago, actually, and it was brutal for me to get through. I was able to do it on my first try, but I was panicking. I had to turn off my camera, and I went silent on the microphone. Oh, it was a uh, yeah. You had to take face cam off. You had to mute yourself. I, to, I was so focused. It is something else. The second trials, I call them the courage trials because there's a lot of seemingly daunting things, which like or initially seems scary but then you're like oh wait i can do this mm. and you know you have you have the the trials that are like in the dark you have the beginning where you have to fly around on your paraglider and like dodge all these attacks and you have the the single guardian the guardian in the dark and the hynix but it's really not that bad and then the last trials i like to consider the wisdom trials because it really tests the extent of your knowledge skill and and understanding of the physics in the game and and your in your um your habits so like looking for chests knowing what to do in certain environments knowing how to maximize the most out of your tool supplies and honestly plan of attack as well mm-hmm. and it's amazing and at the end of it your your master sword uh gets doubled the rain uh the attack gets doubled and you unlock the true the true splendor, the full splendor of the Master Sword. Your attack gets, uh, and gameplay-wise, your attack gets doubled, so you have 60 damage. Um, the restoration time is much shorter. And I think after that, it's like, without any, you know, without any um, stickers or stuff on weapons, you know, without any durability up, I think it's one of the more powerful weapons in the game, mm-hmm. or if not the most powerful, considering that you know the 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 recovery time is really short mm-hmm. um and so basically what happens is uh the the decatree tells you about the master sword and again you see the Korox acting acting something out swinging a little stick around Korok humor you know i'll never get sick of it um <laughs> and then you can go in and it's also cool to mention that there is no you can't save in the floors like you have to complete it in one take mm-hmm. and once you complete it you can do it again you can do it as many times as you want it's really nice if it's something you want to get better at and then here's dylan's um i don't even want to say thoughts on it because it's really more like a love letter anyone else want to read this one or should i do it again um i can read it if you don't want to or not that yeah. <laughs> Well, I read the first one, so, you know, add, add some right. spice. I got you. Yeah. Let me find it. All right. <clears throat> oh, no, I'm scared. <laughs> hey, it's Dylan back at you again from Angie's <laughs> Body. <laughs> Trials of the Sword is hands down one of the best DLCs I've played in literally decades. I always talk with Luke about this, but basically, I have three tiers of DLC in my head. The first is trash, adding nothing but pre-made tripe to the game that should have been included but wasn't because they (laughs) wanted you to pay more than $60 for the game's full content. I personally will call that Pokemon tier. Oh. (laughs) Usually, this kind is tacked onto sports games, map packs for the four first-person shooters, etc. You buy it because you feel you're owed it anyways, because you are. They did no extra work to make it. Just typed a code into the game servers to unlock it for you after you pay. The second type of DLC 
is the one which adds to the game in a meaningful way with new content but doesn't change the way you view the game. Story mode DLCs are usually this. I actually think Champion's Ballad is a lot like this, but I'll talk about that when we get there. Oh no. Then you got the masterpieces. DLCs which you cannot play which you cannot play the game again without because they fundamentally change the way you interact with the game. Nowadays, these are usually mods for a game, but Trials is one of those DLCs. Once you get beyond the fact that it's hard, I remember what I said earlier about the Korok Forest, about it being an area that simply tells you you must be stronger to complete what you must complete. The Trials change the game big time. It's hard because it has to be hard. You cannot get better without being beaten down over and over and over. After you complete the trials, you approach every single encounter encounter differently. You fight differently, you approach puzzles differently, you feel awakened to the possibilities that this game affords you. And that's from like a $10 DLC, which has no right <laughs> making a game you're almost at the end of open up like this and leave you wanting to experience it all again. That was crazy. Thank you, Dylan, from the grave. I feel like I feel like he said it all. <laughs> yeah. I love the trials and I really think that the way I hyped it up also helped. Mm-hmm. And also like gameplay aside, the trials, another reason why I love it, it adds so much um thematically and in the narrative. Did you guys uh search up search it up the I told you to watch like the ending? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically the whole the whole thing is why the trials exist in the game is following a revelation from the goddess Hylia, seven monks created a trial. Um, and when you, you know, there's the, once you get to the end of a trial, you, you walk up like uh, this room that looks like the sanctum at the end of the game. And it has a map of Hyrule in the Sheikah design. And you walk up to a little pedestal and you pull it. Then you get 40, you know, 40 attack on your Master Sword. Then you do it again, then you get 50. But when you go to the last one, you're in like, um, you know, like at the end of a shrine where there's monks stand. There's seven monks there and they're positioned in a certain way. Uh, Ange, cover your ears because spoiler. No, spoiler, I saw it. It's meant to mimic the seven sages from Ocarina. In Ocarina time. Yeah. Exactly. To a T, the fact that their poses are even the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what what happens is the dialogue is with the master sword, with the awakened master sword now boasting its true splendor, go and protect Hyrule for now and for always. And and then once it cuts, it uh, once the the monks disip- dissipate and they disappear, it's a it's a very it's a very different experience, but extremely parallel to when link first pulls the master sword out there's no hesitation there's no there's no resistance there's no friction link just pulls it out because link at this point of completing the trials is as much of a hero in regards to his spirit maybe not his actual physical prowess you know he's he's a broken he's a he's broken physically he's died and come back to life so physically you know he may have not been as physically powerful or skilled as his um 100 years self but he is more of the chosen hero in regards to his spirit than he ever was a hundred years ago. Than even some of the other links with the fact that this is the full, you now have the full extent of the master sword in the fact that it's always glowing. And what I'm about to say is sort of like my headcanon, so, you know, 
take it for what you will. You might disagree with me. If you disagree with me, send us an email, leave a comment on Instagram, whatever. But this is, you only see this type of power level, like rivaled with like Wind Waker, Link, um, and maybe Link to the Past where their swords are like always glowing. Well, you can't really tell in the 2D games, but Wind Waker, once you, once you free, once you, uh, awaken the two sages and they and they're able to restore the master sword to its full strength it's like i actually i don't even remember i think it's always glowing but the fact that the sword otherwise normally only glows in the presence of malice that's when it wakes up and it's just the sword otherwise like this is as close to the divine weapon as you can get from skyward sword like the fact that the, all the heroes are almost modeled off the 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 same standards of Skyward Sword, Skyward Sword Link Spirit. This Link has now, as of completing this trial, has has reached that level. Like the the Master cannot be more powerful. Than this can't get better. Like you're you are truly now one with the sword. That's what the game tells you. Like you're you're as you've reached the the threshold for the for the for the level of the hero. It can't get higher than this Link now. Or at least that's how I always interpret it. And it's really cool because Link pulls the sword out and then it cuts it cuts to him in the you know, holding the sword up high in the sky you know, the skyward strike pose almost. And then he's back in the Korok forest. And and then he closes his eyes and he sort of at least what it looks like from his body language, that he's really like taking in the energy and the feeling and the force of the Master Sword. And now that he's become one with it, and then you get what to me is like the coolest cutscene in the game, and not because of it's just because it's like it's a little like a little nod to Skyward Sword where Fi speaks. You only the only time you ever get that is when is when um when Zelda when Zelda says that the sword spoke to her, and then in the other cutscene that we'll talk about in the next episode with the memories, but Fi then speaks to Link, and then like that's it. Like he puts the you know he's. He re he puts the sword back in its sheath and and like you've done it like you're now one with the sword like like you know physically Link Link may have some more to recover to you know he may never reach the level of a of a fighter and warrior he was a hundred years ago but as a hero you are as complete as you'll ever be and I and I freaking love that sentiment it's such a nice way to sort of close the game and your fight to go fight Ganon. Yeah, I love what I love about this entire like lore and sentiment of the DLC is throughout the entirety of the game you really learn how like fractured of a human being Link is after he wakes in the Shrine of Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um and you and it's not just in the fact that like He's lost his memories and people don't remember him. There's also, and I notice this a lot when I listen to the soundtrack for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Link is at his core in this game, very lonely. Like, yeah. And it's when you really sit down and think about it, it's like really heart wrenching. Like he is so alone in this game. His family is dead. Everyone he knows is dead mm-hmm. for the most part. 
Yeah. Uh, he doesn't actually, you know, he, he himself is dead. He doesn't really know who he is. Right. So. And, and a, a day in that game is 24 minutes. Mm-hmm. So I have, what, 700 hours? <laughs> That's a long so. time for Link to be alone. Right. So the fact, I think, like, just completing these trials, like you said, he's never going to be the same warrior that he was before like physically like physically, physically he's, but he's like, never gonna reach that level the fact oh stop go but, but it's it's very nice to know that to some degree his like the sanctity of his soul is kind of restored you know like not even restored but better right like he is he's exceeded himself as the chosen hero mm-hmm. and i just think it's such a it's nice really trope. nice yeah it's a good trope that in the way that link is also more expressive than he was a hundred years ago mm-hmm. those are the two ways the game makes me feel better about the post-apocalypse <laughs> right but it's so nice you know that like you know it's like always oh, a hundred years ago link was like a maniac hundred years ago he could fight off like a bajillion lionels and i mean you can if you're good enough you know that you go on twitter and you see some of the craziest shit you'll ever see in your life mm. and <laughs> <laughs> those brother wild clips are insane but it's nice to know that his spirit going on this journey alone fighting the four divine beasts which the champions were the greatest fighters of all time he had to take on each one by himself that he has reached a level that his soul has that his spirit has never reached before and that to some extent other links don't reach because we don't see their swords glowing at all times. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time, his his sword glows at the end. Twilight Princess, same thing. His sword glows only at certain times when he's in the Twilight Realm. Uh, Wind Waker Link, when the sword wakens up. But there, it's never glowing. The, the true power is never always there at all times. This Link ha- now has the full splendor 24-7. Mm. And now to go fight Ganon, this Link is... This link can and will one hundred percent absolutely do it. It's gonna be interesting. Interesting to see how um how they rebalance Link um after in Breath of the Wild two because you remember in the trailer he has the Master Sword. Right. So it could be presumed that you start the game with it, and that something fucking happens to it and it just fucking explodes. Right. You know the, the the little spirit hand grabs Link. Link goes to fight Ganon. He just like does like a little like force thing where he stops the sword in front of him, just fucking explodes. Poof. That'd be kind of cool. I would like that. That'd be kind of crazy. Alright, so we're done. Yeah. Except, except I have one last question for you guys yeah. before we get into like the wrapping up. Where do you think the court where do you think the trial of the sword takes place? Because you um... see him physically teleported. Yeah, it's not like the elevator situation of the of the shrines, right? Mm-hmm. Even then, it could be the same. Link is physically taken to a non-physical place. I don't think it's. I don't think it's too much. That's that's my answer for me, and it makes sense. Like some people have a hard time with like abstract thinking, but to me, it makes sense. He's physically taken to a spiritual, non-physical place to take on these challenges. Yeah, like I have no qualms about that. Yeah, I mean, even I... looking at the like the end scene of um, him having to go up those stairs, um, 
there's nothing underneath. Yeah. You're you're just kind of, you're like, all right, that's the end of the the trials. Like, here you go. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like, you know, this other dimension per se, where it's like here, this is where most of the things take place. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. We're done. We're we're now we're on we're gonna be on our second to last episode. I think we did have one thing though. We had a Instagram DM. Mm. Oh. Should we uh should I keep them anonymous or should I say their name? We didn't ask, so uh I think for uh, now anonymous. Don't, don't yeah. Know who, yeah, don't know who they are. Yeah. So uh first of all we have one question which I actually when I read this I'm spending a lot of time thinking about this. Which of the great fairies or any other characters really have a greater chance to open an OnlyFans? (laughs) And I know this seems like a silly question, but look, let me tell you something. Sex work is no joke. And let me tell you right here, right now, if we're talking about great fairies, it has to be Kotera. She is the closest civilization. Uh Oh. Oh, oops. Okay. Sorry, I went a little crazy. I got too excited. <laughs> Wait, so I've, that's I've been, so dramatic. Sorry, I was sorry. I was I was just like I couldn't even tell you how many how long I spent thinking about this and like theorizing. You just have to like sh- just shut up. Just shut up and bear with me, all right? Just okay, me, let's hear you. Give me a damn second. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. <clears throat> so at first I was thinking maybe Kotera cuz she's the closest to civilization, right? Most people know about her. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, OnlyFans is like an online platform, so I guess that wouldn't work. Then I was thinking, uh, maybe, maybe Kesa because there's someone else that that knows where that uh great great uh fairy fountain is, and and so she has closer following fan base. <laughs> you know, there's the people that know where that fair exists, but there's more people that know where the one in Pacarico Village is. So I think that gives Kotera the lead. But since OnlyFans is an online platform and a lot of Hyrule kind of knows the existence of Hyrule, I think Terra, as the oldest, would take the lead because she is the most physically furthest away. So she is least likely to get rupees physically. So if she were to have an OnlyFans... She could get the rupees and the currency she needs to maintain her fairy fountain. Okay. Purely, purely from a from a monetary aspect, in terms right. of who needs the uh-huh. rupees the most. Uh huh. But they're all, in terms of personality, they're all fairly similar. They're all very extravagant. I don't see why the great fairies would would be as uh, flamboyant as they are, and then be like, "Oh no, sex work is like not it's not real work." Like, I just can't. I just can't. It doesn't make sense. I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Considering they blow, they blow Link a kiss, they grab Link, they or they hug Link, then they smooch Link, mm-hmm. and then they fucking drown him by dragging him into the fairy fountain. Like, I don't ever once remember Link like asking for any of this. So they're they're definitely very sex positive. Mm. Interesting. I, I can tell you right now the great phrase it, w- it wouldn't be melania i can say that it wouldn't be melania that's a, that's a horse that's a, that's a horse fairy that would definitely not be melania i think i think you have a good bet for so i think breaking it down you either have a good bet for Terra or Terra, but i give the slight edge to Terra because she will not be getting any rupees physically for a long time 
I see where you're going with Tara. Um, <laughs> and then if we're wait. talking about other characters, I I think if we're talking about other characters, about... listen, I think Prince Sidon takes the cake. No way, bro. If we're talking about other it's characters. Really... That lady that um gets turned on with the freaking arrows, like hello in Kakariko Village. Okay. Am I? <laughs> Let me tell. Okay, those are wrong. Let me tell you what the two <laughs> what the two non great fairy characters would be. Who? It would be fucking Robbie because he's a dirty oh, sicko. All right, freak. all right. Or it would be that one lady who's attracted to guardians. To the guardians. Yeah, and she's like uber horny about it. <gasps> Wait, like, so I'm gonna hack the system and just send her like a shit ton of money. Bro, she just she'll be posing and guardians doing some nasty shit. Anyway, um, Gross. anyway, <laughs> I think for great fairies, it's, it's more likely Tara, because OnlyFans is an online internet based service, and we already know to some extent that the great fairies are not afraid of showing affection, and. Mm-hmm. They're very hot, so okay, yeah. You know, if I would, I would buy it. Fuck, I would just just to support them, of course. You know, nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to support the for sure, for sure, They need rupees. They need no, yeah, they need rupees and upgrading the armor is, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice thing to have. Very true. That's that's the different tiers of rewards for the for like different subscriptions. <laughs> they virtually bless your armor. <laughs> they virtually bless your clothing more. So that's it. All right. I think. Well, do you guys agree with me? It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. For sure. Tara. I mean, all these great fairies are bad bitches. You know, we already know that. But... I mean, yeah. That's that's not up for debate. For sure. All right. So I think we can wrap it up here. Um. Mm-hmm. Everyone, thanks for watching. The next episode is going to be the memories in the champions ballad. It's going to be a then, long episode. Yeah, and then Hyrule Castle. All right, so for the song, I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking, what's it called? Korok Forest and the the Master Sword music. Mm-hmm. Oh, You'll see. Yeah. You know, I won't even. T- I'll just surprise you guys. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Bye. Say bye, Wendy. I said bye. Okay. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>